Thanks for listening to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the first race of the 2023 Formula One season, the Bahrain Grand Prix. Last year was a pretty exciting race. There was some jockeying at the top between um, Charles and Max um, and some battles going back as well. So, um, you know, we kind of had some expectations coming in, hoping it would maybe even be a little bit better with these uh, little changes now that we're getting into the regulations. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's run through qualifying real quick. Um, So I guess the biggest surprise out of Q1 was Pierre not making out of Q1 and not even getting a decent lap in. He ended up getting track limits on his last lap and had to start from the very back of the grid in P20. Um, Kevin was out in Q1, and then all three rookies were out of that session, although Logan Sargent was really close to not or really close to getting out of Q1. He had the exact same time as Lando, but um, Lando, I guess, put the lap in first, I believe, was how he won the tiebreak. Yeah. yeah, if you if you, the first one because they I think they work on the theory that the more rubber that goes down, the faster mm-hmm. the track gets. So if you lay down the, the lap first, I mean, it's down to the thousandth of a second. Yeah. I mean, you, it happens occasionally, but um, yeah, you get it first, you get... Uh, you know, you get priority. Yeah. But still, it's unfortunate that it meant, you know, Logan on his debut yeah. could have gotten out of Q1. Would have been a cool story, but uh, yeah, didn't quite get it. Yeah. And a car that we all expect to be pretty poor, um, at least to start the season, um, but still pretty impressive from him, from his first uh, F1 qualifying session. Um, and then out of Q2, Yuki was out, so that was all the Alphataris, Albon, all of the Williams, Lando, just barely, but did not make it out of Q2, and then both the Alfa Romeos were out of Q2, um, not much excitement during that session, and then rolling into this season, like, we ended... I mean, right through, through qualifying, through all the different sessions, you know, the... Everybody was looking at the Aston Martins, how fast they could go. Could they could they get in their mix? Um, I think they showed right from Q one that they were they were quick. I think Stroll was fastest, but then he had he had a track limits right. uh, deletion as well. But he was able to come out and and stick a lap in. I think in Q one to get through, which would have been a big mistake. Um, but yeah, even with uh, the Red Bulls and the Ferraris locking out the front two rows, there. Fernando was right there, what, in fifth, and then Stroll, seventh or eighth? I can't remember exactly where he qualified. I think he was in eighth, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the, the, the pace seemed uh, – showing the pace is real, you know, that we'd seen over the, the testing and the, the practice sessions. Yeah. And I guess last time we – we met. We didn't know that Stroll was going to be racing this weekend, which is um, – I don't know, reckless or impressive or whatever it is. Um, the doc- Yeah, I guess they, they don't let them go out. Like they do some sort of, you know, wellness check, yeah. right, on these guys. They, you know, it's not just a danger to himself, but a danger to others if he's out there. 
So um, he must have been able to show some strength and control in his his hands and some stability. So I guess good for him for 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 going out there, right? It's not an easy not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, I saw something Alonzo said that Stroll was his hero because he raced. <laughs> this now weekend. it's getting a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I mean, is his paycheck tied to these sort of comments? <laughs> I don't know. The son it's, of my billionaire boss of is course, my hero. It was after the it's race. Like, you so say nice things so about Lance. He was in a pretty good mood. Win an extra. That's part of the yeah. That's part of the contract. Say nice things about my son. No, I mean, but to be fair, though, I mean, he broke his wrist two weeks ago. Had surgery twelve days ago. Yep. Yes, I mean, sure. the thing is, though, right? Lance has been pottering around at the back of the grid in Williams's and Racing Points, and now he's actually got the second or third fastest car. Yeah, he does not want to be sitting on the sidelines for any races because these are points that will. I mean, obviously count towards the team, but it'll count towards him finishing fifth, third, fourth, whatever, potentially in the world championship. So he doesn't want to be sitting out for a race. No. Yeah. I mean, fair play. He's he's really focused on getting back in the car. And uh, I mean, it looked a little bit, you know, during practice, during qualifying, where he was taking his hand off the wheel to try and move it around because he Ooh. couldn't have full range of motion. And there was video of him struggling to get out of the car. Yeah. But, you know, if push came to shove and he needed to get out of the car, he it, it'd hurt, but he'd get out. Right. So he, he did what he needed to, to meet the, uh, the FIA tests and checks and stuff. So he had the right to be in the car. Yeah. Both the Mercedes drivers were very downbeat after qualifying. Um, Lewis's body language was pretty atrocious talking about going back to zero essentially and starting over. But now let's get into the race. We'll touch on, Lance and his ish in his um injuries because it comes into play pretty early on in the race. So they start and Max gets an incredible jump off the line. Um, but Charles gets a great jump too, and he's able to get right by right by Checo. And there was one right in the beginning, it looked like all four of both the Red Bulls and the Ferraris were all going down at once. Um, it was a little bit layered, of course, but it, it was a cool visual coming down that, that first pit straight. And then you get like two turns in and then Alonzo gets a little tap on his back right tire. Um, he's thinking it's George at the time, but it ended up being his teammate Lance. Um, and then after the race, he was saying how that touch really, really killed his, his wrists. And, um, he was, he was worried about it during during the race after that moment because it, it really it put a lot of stress on his wrist yeah, yeah anthony davidson during the race was saying that fernando was coming on the on the radio asking if there was going to be any further action yeah. for whoever hit him and he's like just worry about your race just yeah. run your race it's, 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 <laughs> that was pretty funny kid you know yeah <laughs> i think he said it a couple it's times. your hit it's your hero <laughs> tapping you on the back, Fernando. It's like giving you a giving pat you on a the back for a nice start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked like a, ra- a bit of a racing incident, right? You yeah. know, uh, the way that they were lined up into the corner, different lines, very, a big hairpin. So, uh, you know, Fernando yeah, first, just cut first lap, front. you know, yeah. first yeah. lap incident. There was no way they could have seen each other. They were like cutting behind yeah. the other cars around there and it just was 
was unlucky placement, it seemed. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the other time that Lance Stroll came barreling up like very, very narrow on the corner and took people out. But. Yeah, that ended up dropping Alonso back. I don't know, three, three or four spots. So was it as many as that? I, I, where, who was he battling with at the time? I think it was Lewis and George. Lewis in yeah, front, yeah. George behind him. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of it, it knocked him back a few spots. Yeah. Further back, Hulkenberg, who had had you know a great first qualifying session back on the grid, um, getting P10, uh, he lost four spots on that on that first lap. Um, not what they were looking for to to start the race. A team that we expect maybe will start off pretty strong and taper off. Um. So not the start. Yeah, yeah go for it. it wasn't. It wasn't the the day that maybe I was expecting for Haas. Yeah. Just, you know, they were in practice looking pretty good, but you know, I think slow off the line. I think obviously on Magnussen's part, everyone else was on the soft tire. Magnussen was on the hard, which always meant that he was going to go backwards off the line. You know, conversely, you look at Charles who didn't do that last run in qualifying because. He wanted to keep the the soft set as new to get off the line quicker, and he managed to you know get past Checo, you know partly because of his reactions and everything. He got a great start, but then you know soft when you're a hard tire against everyone else yeah. in the whole field on softs, you're going to go backwards at the start. Yeah, I forgot to was gonna forgot to mention that I have never seen so many teams in one qualifying session decide not to take that last run. Um, usually, it's maybe like one team that's lucky to be up there in Q three anyway, and they'll just take the free tires. But um, it was like everybody except the Red Bulls essentially just were good with the times that they had and let Red Bull have the pole position. Yeah, really I mean, th- that's the thing that Red Bull were just so much faster than everyone else. It's like we're we're biting, we're fighting for third back. So, I mean, there's, you know, is there an argument to be said as well that you know in in 2022 and 2023, you know, overtaking is possible with DRS on these circuits. So you don't have you know pole position. It whilst is important and more likely you don't want to get caught up in a in an accident. You know, if you're out in front, obviously, but you can overtake. So if you've got a faster car. Like preserve what you've got, you know, and uh, try and do it on the on the race day. I mean, we saw Max winning from all over the place last year, you know, from way down the grid. So I don't know if that's uh, a strong possibility, but yeah. maybe it take you know takes. I mean, maybe some it does the, factor in, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the isn't as important as it's been in the past. Yeah, I mean, because Bahrain last year is really where the new car design philosophies all kind of really showed. Right. That it would that it worked. Yeah. That the you know they follow much closer, and what was historically probably not the most interesting circuit to be on actually came alive, and you get a lot of overtaking. So, um, yeah, I think I think in this particular case, Martin, you're right. They looked at what happened last year and thought, well, overtaking is not that hard on this circuit anymore. Yeah, let's uh, let's protect and try and get off the line better. 
Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. Max was pulling away. But then you heard in a couple laps he was like, I don't know about complaining, but maybe a little bit worried about having some issue while downshifting. Um, I guess it didn't really end up coming to anything, but it looked like maybe there would be a a little chink in the in the Red Bull armor, and that they might be able to be knocked down a little bit. Almost immediately after that is when Lando started having engine problems. Um, and they, that, that ruined his race. Um, he had to come in and pit like every 10 laps. 10 laps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was really bad. I mean, I mean, it was a minute and a half per lap, right? I I, I don't exactly know what the fastest lap was, but I remember there was one, someone said a lap time that was like one minute 30 dead or something. 10, every 10 laps. So every quarter of an hour, (laughs) Lando had to come in the pits. Yeah. To go and get topped up. I mean, McLaren yeah. haven't had the best start to the year, yeah. have they? They had a yeah. shocker. Unfortunately, no, they have not. Um, but that ended up being where all the other teams really started to pit, at least the ones farther farther down the grid. After a few laps, Alonso had been really getting up close to George. Um, he had a couple moments where he took some a little a little peek, but was not was not making that move. And then finally on lap 13, after a few laps, he missed him on the first straight. And then on that second straight after that, that, that first chicane, he was able to, to finally get by him and up into, up into P5. And Alonzo was, you know, looking to maybe get up close to the podium positions, um, which I don't, when was the last time Alonzo had a podium position? Yeah, it's been, it, it's been a hundred and something race, a hundred and fifty races, oh maybe. I, wow! In in the last couple of days, there's been like on the F1 Facebook mm. or social media page, they've had um, you know who's how who's been the longest since. So the longest since a race win, obviously Max zero, George one race, you know, and then all the all the way down and until you've got like. Fernando, it's been like 146 races or something. That's I don't know crazy. exactly the number. So he was he was really starting to look good. And then the next lap, more bad news for McLaren. Piastri comes into the pit having some sort of gearbox issue. They try changing his steering wheel, hoping it was something electrical that would be able to be fixed by the steering wheel changing. But alas, he had to retire from the race. And that's when we had uh, Zach Brown on the pit wall. He was the one being interviewed by Sky this weekend. And he was saying that's when we found out Lando was going to have to keep coming in and pitting to fill up. Pretty much McLaren's weekend was totally ruined by lap 14. Um, So not a good debut for Piastri, although he was looking really good up until his um his issue came up he was up into like p12 or p13 from starting in p17 or 18 he was looking really decent i i was pretty impressed by him um yeah i mean it, it, a good start yeah you know he, he was he was battling 
amongst the Alvataris and and those guys, and he was coming out and getting some, you know, making some spots. So yeah, not not the day, the outcome rather that he'd have wanted, but I think, I think he'd probably be pretty happy with his fourteen laps of Formula One experience yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, decent start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there wasn't all that much movement at this point. You know, around lap 18, the lineup we had, everything was pretty much the same from one to six, other than the stuff that we'd already spoken about. But Botas had gotten up into the top 10. The Williams were looking really, really decent at this point. Albon was already up into P10 um, in the points position, and Logan was in P13. Another rookie that was really, I found, really impressive on his debut. Um, I don't think a lot of people had a lot of expe- expectations for Logan, um, and he he really put in put in a good showing today. Um, yeah, the Williamses were just looking; they were looking much faster than I expected. They were. We expected, you know, seeing Albon tooling around in in tenth and, yeah. and Logan up there. So absolutely, yeah, yeah it, was, it, it, it was a good showing. I think it, um, you know, everyone was expecting the Williams to be the worst car because they were so far off the back last year. And right. if they got in towards the points, it was a massive result for him. Obviously, this year, testing, they were looking like they weren't that far off the back. Yeah. But once you actually got in the racing, they were right there in the midfield. So they must be really happy with how things have gone. Yeah. They've built, seems to build a good car this year. Um, everyone has one stopped at this point, except for Ocon. I guess I missed when the first penalty came in for him, the one that they messed up. Um, I guess he, no, had, he got a No, he got a penalty. He got a five second penalty for not lining up on the grid right. correctly. He, he went slightly right, 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 too right. far forward. And yeah, then, they showed it when he was rolling up to the grid and he kind of yeah. slowed right down as if he was going to stop, but then he just rolled it, on and next yeah. another foot. Mm. Just a tiny, yeah, just a quarter of a wheel turn That's or something. Right. He was looking in the wrong direction. And then when he came in on lap 12, I think they sort of, they were going to replace the nose as well. And the guy sort of crowded around the car and sort of, you know, looked like they were going to touch it, but maybe didn't and maybe did. And they said, yeah, they started working on it before the five seconds was Brutal. up. Yeah. So they what, gave him I didn't ten, quite see tenth. what happened. To the, there was contact. I mean, the front left end yeah, I didn't was kind of really hanging off. That. Did he come yeah. to contact with someone? I, I don't think I'm I not sure. even saw that. I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. So they gave him So they gave him a 10-second penalty for not doing the five-second penalty. Yeah, we saw something like that last year, didn't we? Maybe, I think... I think it was Pierre, Gasly, yep. wasn't it? I think it was Pierre Gasly. Yeah. yeah, he got a... And it was towards the end of the season as right. well. And we'd never really seen it before. But then suddenly, like, one of the last couple of races of last year, it happened. And then, you know, yeah. it happened to, I mean, to his you don't, new teammate you don't this year. You don't want to see the, the stewards, like, determining the outcome of the race or for a particular driver. But I think the stewards did, stewards did a good job this race. Yeah, you know, if you're too. not serving your penalty correctly, you need to be penalized if you're going to break track limits you know your times are going to get going to get deleted or you're going to get flagged so yeah they didn't have to do it too much this year because it went five seconds and then it wasn't a five second penalty for not doing the the penalty it was then 10 so it was like an accumulator like an accumulator which i don't think i've ever seen before i think yeah And maybe they don't have the rules changed they don't have to break that out very often maybe and they uh, did it again for the I mean, we haven't gotten to it yet, but it progressively got 
bigger as time went on. <laughs> okay, we, we, okay. I mean, obviously, we, we we're jumping forward in the race. A bit, only three, got, only three laps. <laughs> we have <laughs> to agree that Ocon had a bit of a shocker. Yeah, you know, he, he lines up and he gets a penalty for not being lined up right. Then he, so he goes into service penalty and he doesn't serve it properly because someone touches his car. And so he goes, gets another 10 second penalty and coming in to get that one. He doesn't hit the pit, the pit lane speed limiter in time. He breaks the pit lane speed limit and gets a 15 second penalty and has to come in again. That's yeah. not, that's not much fun for him, right? No. Especially when his teammate was having such a, such a impressive race from the back. Um, but in between him getting his third penalty or second penalty, Checo is able to get by Charles. Um, finally, after a few attempts, um, he was not able to do it. Like I was saying before, he was not able to do it on the first straight, but he was able to line it up in such a way that during that second straight, he got ahead before the straight and then also had the DRS. So he was able to get a nice um, little space in there between himself and Charles. And we have a Red Bull one, two 26 laps into the race, which I, you know, when people saw how qualifying went, I I'm guessing that's how uh, most people thought it would, it would be going anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But he was able to get it done pretty early on in the race. People started coming in and pitting around around lap 31, and Hulk, out of nowhere, got the fastest lap. Um, it didn't stick with him long for that instance, um, but the Haas at least had some pace over. It's got some. One it's lap. got pump, some pace. I mean, they were heading. They were going backwards, but at that point in the race, they looked quick. Um, maybe he just got the fastest lap because he's so handsome. <laughs> Must be it. <He's- laughs> Gives him an extra boost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's like, he is aged like a fine wine. He's, uh, he's far too handsome. <laughs> but not a, not a bad race. You know, it started out really, really poorly for the Haases. Um, but they, like, like we said, they're able to really show a little bit of pace around halfway through the through the race um, and move up the field a little bit. Um, Stroll had a like a really great undercut. We got some uh, some branding there from from Mr. Stroll and uh, was able to get by George. And that put, I believe, both the Aston Martins ahead of both the Mercedes for the first time in the race. Um, it was like Alonzo in front of Lewis and then Stroll in front of George. Um, so Aston Martin, really impressive in this yeah, race. I mean, that, that pass on Lewis was, I mean, it was a good little tussle that they had. Obviously he got, he got by the first, the first time, but then, um, you know, Lewis can manage to get back up past him. I don't know. It looked like Fernando, you know, spun the rear wheels a little bit yeah. and, yeah, the back definitely on the, stepped out. Yeah, keen to get on the on the on the throttle again, but then they got into turn eight, which is the hairpin right, and then he just put on that move and he pushed Lewis just a little bit tight, heading into that double apex, and just ducked out the inside. It was a really 
that was a great racing movie. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, they were, yeah, they couldn't stop talking about it on the commentary. I mean, they weren't wrong. It was, it was amazing. You don't um, generally see people pass there. It's like you get passing in the DRS zones and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, late, on, it, late breaking and all that, but yeah, finessing oh, your just, car. Just positioning them and just, n- n- you know, moving the opponent's vehicle into a certain part of the track knowing that it would cause them to go in that direction. So he would cut in that direction and just slide up the inside in the second apex of turn 10. Yeah. Really, I mean, really Fernando was, was definitely having way, way too much fun. He, really he was having a lot of fun. He I was mean, saying he, the car was lovely to drive. <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> he turned from sort of racing car driver to stand up comedian. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> later on, he's talking about how lonely he was you know, driving around. <laughs> <laughs> saying bye bye to the cars that he passes. Yeah, on the exactly. Way. Yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. calling in and asking about, you know, how his hero was getting on, you know, in his car. <laughs> just check your brain, Just calling boy. to check in. <laughs> oh. It's going to be interesting when uh, that partnership. If it ends up falling apart, how that happens when when Lance crashes into Fernando again, and takes him out of a race <laughs> yes. again, yeah. and they're in the battle for like some meaningful points, yep. and podiums, you know, yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic there. But um, the failure in this race ended up coming from Martin, your your friend Charles. Um, yes, engine yeah. failure on lap forty one not what he was looking for today yeah i mean just it started off poorly didn't it for charles on uh qualifying when bits of his car started flying off on the first yeah. outlap in the first uh qualifying session um and then before the race they found something with the the battery pack or the uh electrical yeah, like unit an energy store yeah. Was it like the capacitors or something? They changed that out, and then obviously during the race, it it just died. It it happens, but we've seen the stats. You don't want to win this race. If you win this race, you come second in the championship. If you're going to make me say it, I'm going to say it now. Everybody listening to this, if you've watched Formula 1 this week, it's been out there. It's the last six years, you win this race, you do not. You come second in the championship. So, you know, Max Verstappen and Checo both failed to finish last year. Um, so Ferrari screwed up by having at least one car finish. What, what were they thinking? Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, you know, Ferrari, they would, I think it was just bad luck. You know, I mean, the, the piece falling off the car at the beginning, I don't know about that. I don't know what that was. Um, I'm hoping the rest of it's just a little bit of bad luck. No, no massive strategy missteps. I don't Yeah, know. It wasn't a Ferrari mistake. It wasn't a team error. It was just, yeah. It was yeah. just something that blew. Or, yeah. Well, I think in this case, like an electrical shutdown, it was just, he was breaking into a corner and then it, the yeah. engine just kept spooling down. It was done. Yeah, Nothing yeah. he could do. Yeah, I have to say, um, I know it's still very early in his tenure, um, but I am liking Fred Vesser's demeanor as the boss of Ferrari. It's a very different, feeling coming from him than it has been coming from Mattia recently. Um, right. I think the, I think the issue with Ferrari is that they, they take everything very, very seriously and they're, they're quite fiery and mm-hmm. emotional. 
I think where Fred comes in is he's kind of a jovial guy. Yeah. He's a very he's been successful in in like lower formulas as well, and obviously his time with Renault and then with with Sauber, Alpha Sauber, right? Um, so he he has a very different approach to it all. Hopefully, it will come through. But yeah, he he's I, like like you said, it, it's he's kind of a, a, a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I don't want to say he, he's like like Gunter. Obviously, we've watched Drive to Survive. We see Mattia and Gunter in the tiny Fiat driving through the hills of Italy to taste some wine. But Fred's like you know, yeah, he seems he seems to. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can kind of make things just a little less panicky yeah. in Ferrari because I think it, it's generally a bit of panic that's caused them to come off the rails at times. Yeah, But they didn't mess up in this one. It's just their car wasn't fast enough today. Yeah, absolutely. Max and, and Checo are, are pretty pretty far ahead. At least Max is way ahead. Um, but we did see some pretty decent racing um, from some guys back in the grid pierre was doing some really nice work towards the end of the race um making some good passes and ending up in p9 from starting p20 i don't know if he got lost i don't know if he got driver of the driver of the day but that's got to be fernando no alonso yeah alonso was the driver of the day yeah but yeah yeah. one thing just as as um before uh charles engine shut down I was looking and I could see he uh, that Pierre was like in in tenth spot. I was like, "Wow, is he up there? Is is it because he's not stopped and everyone else has stopped?" And then there was the virtual safety car for Charles um, sitting at the side of the track. He did pit then, but it seemed like he lost like no time yeah. at all for that pit stop. Well, and he was still there in behind him. Everybody behind him pitted as well. So Gasly, Albon. Sonoda, Sargent, and Magnuson, Magnuson and Hulkenberg all pitted. Uh, yeah, so he was actually job. legit in that in that yeah. spot yep. because everyone else was in the same sort of pit window as him. And so yeah, because they were just tooling around so slowly. Um, yeah, he didn't lose any spots. And De Vries was the guy who got hung out to dry. He didn't stop. Um, they all pitted and went onto soft tires. Soft tires. Um, De Vries was out there on hard tires that were already. 13 laps old um, and they just left him out there and he just went gobbled up yeah. basically by anybody that he was ahead by staying out but yeah. he had nothing he could do yeah absolutely and then on this uh, same lap where Pierre was able to get up into P9 Ocon finally they call it quits he retires from the race after like over a minute's worth of penalties in the race um, oh my god he was second to last anyway. He probably would have ended up last of the finishers. So they called it quits on him. I don't know if there was really a diagnosis that that made it happen, but um, it, yeah. I mean, he he only wasn't last because Lando by that point had, had pitted probably four times. Yeah, and yeah. he was still another thirty seconds down the road behind him. So it, it, anyway. Not a not a great day for Ocon. I mean, did did they just say fuck it? You know, save the engine at this point, probably, possibly. There was nothing. I don't think there was any anything obviously wrong with the car. Yeah, not that I yeah. saw, or that I heard anybody talk about. And then Yuki had a great little move on P 
both Joe and DeBreeze, um, getting them both, like, coming into that second straight, Yuki got right by Joe first and then was able to to get by get by DeVries going going down that second straight. That was really awesome. Yuki had a pretty impressive day. He wasn't able to get into the top ten, but um he made some really, really nice moves. Yeah, it was a it was a classic case of, you know, the third guy in the line of cars right. taking advantage of the two guys just getting in each other's way a little bit. Yep. Yeah. You know, just like through goes Hamilton, you know, back in Silverstone, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, two people tussling, just leave a little gap. And, uh, yeah, I agree. Yuki, the car, the car's not great. The AlphaTauri is not a great car, but Yuki did get as much out of his, I think he could have this weekend. So I I think he realizes it's make or break time and he's got to keep moving up the field. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Forgot to mention when Charles ended up getting out of the race, that pushed Fernando in a very good position. He was chasing down Carlos. I think when Charles went out, he only, he was only back by half a second, um, so he was already in DRS range. Um, but ultimately, on lap forty six. Fernando was able to pass Carlos and get into the P3 position. And they actually touched a little bit or were really close to touching. I don't think they actually touched. It was like, it was close. close. But I think Fernando was like, well, you know, it gives it a bit of lock, you know, right hand down and, and managed to save himself from spearing into the side of Carlos. But then, you know, a couple of corners later, he set him up exactly the same, you know, or very similar going out of turn eight through nine and 10. Science didn't fall for it in the same way that Lewis did and managed to retain the line, but was very, very sort of tight and had to run wide. Um, and Fernando got him into turn 11. So we have seen some passes there in the, in, in the past. Yeah. Obviously it's the end of a, a, the end of a DRS zone, but it's a short one and, you don't really usually it doesn't really usually pay off but fernando was just people passing people anywhere he wanted today he his car was working for him it, it was balanced he could throw it around and do whatever he wanted so yeah. even though maybe the the red bull is slightly faster overall maybe that's just down to their power unit and um, the usability and drivability of the aston is is really there for fernando and he can just put it where he wants I, uh, I I fully I fully admit that Fernando I don't know he he had me cheering for him today even as he was chasing down uh, Ferrari you know my guys you know when he was pulling reeling in Carlos and making those moves on him I was I was more happy actually that Fernando was making those moves and making that pass than I was that Carlos was getting overtaken um, you know. Testament yeah, I mean, to Aston Martin, I guess, and, and Fernando for what they've done. Yeah, you know, uh, Fernando might actually have finally made a good career move. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's made some shockers in the past, but <laughs> but it might be paying off for him. Yeah, but there's still lots of time to go. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, look look at the way we were talking at the start of last season exactly. about how we thought it was all going to go based on the Ferrari one two in, in Bahrain. Right. And, yeah. But, I mean, now you, obviously it's all about the money. Obviously, they've got plenty of money at Aston Martin. They have, you know, they they finished 
seventh overall yep. last season. That's correct. So they have the seventh place team's wind tunnel allowance. Right. So, you know, they have the capacity to develop and test the components that obviously at the front end, Red Bull in particular, they were already had the least wind tunnel time and they've got the 10% haircut on that because of the, you know, the budget that they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're the I'm, second, they're the second fastest car, right? Yeah. Aston Martins. That this, seems to be the case. Yeah. At least I'm on this track. Naively optimistic. At least on this track. But yeah, Red Bulls are ahead. But, you know, the Aston Martin was behind the Mercedes. They were behind the Ferraris and he reeled them all in and overtook them all. Yeah. You know, whether yeah, he would have got we, Leclerc or not, who knows. But yeah. But as we progress through different types of circuit, obviously there's sure. different, you know, it's horses for courses, right? You've got all the different types of circuits. Really interesting to see where the difference in the cars starts coming in and somewhere Red Bull aren't quite as effective as they are in, mm-hmm. in this one. So yeah. uh, it's an exciting season to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it also. Um, quickly, we will, we've will we already spoken about all this, really, but the winners that I put down were Red Bull, of course, taking one, two, easily. Aston Martin, just like we've been talking about just now. Yep. Um, Stroll ended up having another really impressive race or a very impressive race coming after his surgery and broken wrists and toe and whatnot with a P6 finish. Really good on him. Well, yeah, we heard all about the wrist, but now apparently there's a broken toe yeah. as well. Yeah, he broke his toe too. I didn't I hear mean, about it's... that until during the race. Yeah, they Same. mentioned it. they mentioned it, but is is Stroll a good driver now? Like I always thought, Stroll was he was only there because of his dad. Like he was yeah. just tooling around and he was. To filling be fair, a spot. he's had a couple of results. He's had a podium in Baku a few years ago, um, right? So you know, he didn't get, get there somehow. I right? mean, he didn't get completely outshone by Alonso, right? Alonso, yeah. no, deservedly driver of the day, passing Ferraris, passing. Um, Mercedes, but Stroll did his part, you know, and P6, you know, just a couple of places behind the best of the rest, um, you know, and better than George. So uh, great job by him, yeah. you know, they're on merit. Yeah, totally agree. Super impressive from him. And then a guy that I don't um, like to heap to praise upon. Yes, give yeah. too many props, give you too many props to. But I, and then what? One other thing I think what we didn't mention in our preview show, but as far as Team Harmony goes, you know, we were possibly speculating the Red Bull drivers, are they going to be getting on with each other, you know, at the end of last season where Max refused to, you know, let Checo through for extra points, you know, for second spot. And is that going to fester and are they going to play nice? But none of that, none of that, nobody's mentioning that anymore. It's all dim and distant past now. They're Because well, they've got the fastest car. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you're winning, that's right. When you're winning, everything winning, seems winning, nice. fix, winning fixes everything. Right. Absolutely, yeah. you can have the most dysfunctional team on the planet, but if you're finishing one-two, nobody cares, right? And then I put Williams as a winner on the day. Oh, definitely, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think they I definitely out, outperformed. Uh, if you're talking about expectation versus reality, I think uh, they got one of the biggest gaps. Um, yeah, I mean Alex Albon. 10th yeah yep and logan 
Logan twelfth, the, yeah. the, the best of all the rookies in in P twelve. Nobody so. nobody guessed that coming into the race. No, no, you, we all expected them to be tooling around at the back, right? Yeah, which if you get to the losers, um, I think Haas yep. will be really disappointed at how today went for them. You know, they looked like they may have the fifth or sixth fastest car. They, they thought maybe maybe we're up there with the Alphas. Maybe maybe Alpine is slightly quicker, but man, they they were they were nowhere today. Yeah, 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 really bad. Their their race pace is not not looking good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, they must be getting massive deg, right? Because you know, Hulkenberg got into Q three, right? Yeah. So it's like the car is quick. But, you know, just like the Ferraris last year, right? They, they were quick in qualifying, but no match for the race pace of some of the other vehicles yeah. out there. So, yeah, not a good day for Haas. No, not at all. Um, and then I hate to say, but another team that we expected to do poorly, but they were they are now the worst team on the grid, at least after one race. My McLaren guys um, are certainly losers on the day. Piastri was the first guy to retire, and Lando was the worst of the guys to finish. So, P10. Yeah, not a good day for them. Mechanical, well, just car issues across the board. I mean, they would, I'm surprised they kept Lando out there. I mean, I guess they were just looking for data at that point. Right. And they were just viewing this as as a test run. Although, to be fair, I mean, when he was up behind. Lewis and um, and Fernando. I mean, he was keeping up there. Right, he was a lap down, but he, he was, was hanging a lap around. Down. He, he almost had a sniff at like unlapping himself at one point, didn't he? But so yeah, I mean, I mean, Lando can just wring the neck of a car. I mean, he was saying before the before the the start though, when they were interviewing him on the grid, just like the operating window for this car is just tiny. I mean, if right. the, if the conditions aren't right, it's terrible. But Lando shown last year that he can find that window and make the car work. Yeah. If the car works, which it didn't today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he fit, he qualified what P P eleven, so he was. Yeah. 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 He just missed out on on. It's got, uh, there's some pace in there somewhere if they can fix the re- the reliability, maybe. So I last minute put him as P ten in my coupes lineup. And uh, right. I I I had him at nine with Gasly ten. Yeah, I'd like I should do some statistical analysis on the on the predictions because there was a lot a lot of people had uh, had Lando in, in in their top ten. I mean, yeah. you kind of had to after last year, right? Yeah, um, but I mean, with yeah. him, yeah, brutal, <laughs> just <Yeah>. brutal. <laughs> I mean, a good a good segue into yeah. into the Coops of one points. I mean, uh, fight to win. Um, with the best uh, scores this week, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys predicted in exactly the right spot, including the top the top five. Um, they had Leclerc finishing sixth, but obviously didn't finish with Russell seventh in that spot correctly, and then Gasly in ninth. So uh, I picked, an amazing. Set I picked of picks. Gasly in ninth. Uh, and you, I mean, you had a good good set of picks too. So uh, I think your picks overall. 
Where are you? Nineteenth, twentieth, or nineteenth or twentieth? Yeah, I had a couple of scoring issues where a couple of guys got uh, a bump in points, so I had to sort that out. So they drop, drop back down. Mm. Um, I think I'm in the sixty sixth, and then Nick, you're just behind in seventy sixth. So long way to go. But, long way uh, to go. Yeah, I mean, good. We, I was like at two hundred and fifty points, Martin. I think you got two sixty. Something like that, right. yeah. Something like that. I got so, two. I mean, it's fifty. No, two two twenty for me. Two twenty. Uh, yeah, so. two fifty like, for still solid. Yeah, solid, solid start. Look, a ways to go yet. We'll yeah. see. Um, but yeah, good stuff. And then we uh, Jetta in two weeks. A very different track. Yep. Right. Street circuit. Fast. Um, is it a street circuit? Yeah. yeah. It is a street circuit on the Corniche down in Jeddah. Yeah. Um, crazy. Is it's it one of those where it's like track? long and thin. Yeah. It's long and thin. Long and thin. Yeah. Very wavy sort of, yeah. Sort of an untraditional turn. Yeah. Schumacher put in the wall for crash, expensive crash number one. Right. Oh, from last yeah. year. So, yeah. Two weeks till, till Saudi Arabia. I mean, more of the same. I'm sure uh, that's what Aston Martin will hope for. Um, can the others, you know, find a bit more pace where it was lacking or a bit more reliability? You know, right. they've got two weeks to work it out. This is this is where it it happens. I think uh, Ferrari is going to do a little bit, a little bit better in uh, in Jeddah. I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah um, I'll have to go back and watch Jeddah from last year and see the difference between the Bahrain race and the. Yeah, just to see the characteristics because, you know, Jeddah, it's only, is it the second time, maybe this, or the third time, maybe, yeah. I don't know, that we've raced there. Yeah, um, that's right, three. So don't really know what kind of track it is, what it suits, who it suits, who likes it, who doesn't. It was uh, it was Max Leclerc, Sainz Perez with the top four last yeah. year. <clears throat> and that, is that the one with the crazy... This one uh, with the jockeying for the... Cat and mouse yeah. with yeah, the, yeah, the DRS. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, just like in the year before that when, when it was Lewis and um, Max crashing, trying to <laughs> crash into each other. And That's right. That played chicken with the line. The two mm. races were like two months away from each other, or two and a half months away. Yeah, because it was other. at the end of the season right. in the 21 season, then it was the start of the season in 22. Yeah. That's right. But I get mixed up between that and Qatar. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. You know well, these new races, they, you know, they're in the Middle East, and I don't know which one's which because yeah. there hasn't been anything that's like super memorable or, uh, or anything really to kind of really differentiate one from the other. But obviously, over time, you get to know the circuit. Right. Except, except for Abu Dhabi. I remember Abu Dhabi. Yeah, we all remember Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Latifi and Verstappen. Hamilton. Cool. PTSD. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll see you next time.